BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. <laughs> it never gets old. It was what? free. YouTube can't copyright claim it. it it's, our, it's the big red button. Who doesn't want to touch the big red button? I mean, come on. One of these days, we're going to have to come up with our own music. Hey, look at that. I got a Pepsi assistance on my end. Whatever, dude. It's special, so you hear that? That's how you know it's going to be a good podcast right there. Cracking open Pepsis? Cracking open Pepsis. Cracking open Pepsis, So is this Uh, going to air after the episode that just aired? Yes. Okay, so this is season two, episode nine? Uh, yeah. I can't count that high, but if you say so. It is. Season 2, but, Episode 9. But by popular demand, we have Farmer Chris back. Yes. So he's like, it's crazy not, not to take anything away from Matt from Diesel Creek or some of these other guys, but some of our more popular guests are like not even true like big-time YouTubers. No one cares about YouTube. I know, because like, <laughs> I think our biggest podcast to date may be Jerry. Oh, yeah, it's going to be hard to beat Jerry, yeah. for sure. I don't know if anybody's going to beat Jerry at this point. I take that back. Watch West Work may be, uh, may be our top one. But I don't anyway. think so. Yep. So uh, we're going we're gonna to kind of turn this podcast over to Chris. Chris has got two pages of notes he's taken over the course of the last two years of podcast. <laughs> so basically but, uh, just how much we suck. We think we've done a pod. I done a podcast in season one with Chris about who is Farmer Chris and a little bit of that. Right. And the last podcast we did was kind of covering some of the farmer stuff, but I don't think we've ever covered how like me and Chris met and how how our relationship come to be, have we? Uh, we did just briefly when we was in Dallas, but not a not extremely. Did we do? I do remember that. Yeah, you did cover that. So. So real quick, you, we our families have known each other their whole lives. Yes. Your yes. dad and my dad graduated high school together. Yep. Uh, we kind of ran around a little bit in the same circle, even though we weren't friends growing up. Yep. Um, but I guess you fast forward, how long has it been? Six six years ago? Well, no, it ain't been that long. Probably. Uh, it, it might be. It's been yeah, the church. Be. How long has yeah. the church been there? I have no idea. <laughs> We're going to go with six years. Okay. Well, I'm just yeah. fact checking the. You can tell we're you, you can tell we're happily together here. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Let's <laughs> make a great couple. But yeah. Anyways, our uh, local community built a new church. Yep. Um, his partner at the time was Simon Harris. Was Josh our, Harris. We got our, a few podcasts with Josh. Was mm-hmm. our uh, 
pasture at the time. And uh, we was upgrading churches and uh, Simon Harris. Um, I don't know whether they even bid that, but they got the contract to bid the, build the church. So. Yeah, well, I mean, yes and no, because uh, Josh, my business partner at the time, was the preacher at the church. Yeah, yep. So it kind of kind of well, made sense. I mean, we 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 bid we we were hired to do part of it. We yep. also volunteered for part of it. Yep. So. So uh, I uh, you got down there doing work, kind of where I got to hanging out and watching and. Yeah, I always uh, tell everybody, like, I know the rest of this family, and I was really leery. Like, I'm not for sure we want to do business together. <laughs> I got a pretty rough, pretty rough family, don't know. But, uh, I was, uh, I, I, I approached cautiously, and I also knew you guys used the, um, I don't even know if you'd even call it a competitor. They used another excavator company to do a lot of their work. I wasn't trying to move in on anybody, yep. so I just, uh, I was like, hey, if you need something, I'm over here. Give yep. me a hand. So they, uh, they called and one little bit of work done. They kind of snowballed out and it ain't uh, quit rolling, has them? <laughs> no, it's been it's been one of those. It's been a good deal because yeah. we went from being acquaintances to him being one of my larger customers to kind of being one of my best friends. So it's yeah. so weird when you call him, his phone just makes a cha-ching noise <laughs> over and over again. I got my geo pins on, so whenever he's around, it don't make that noise. But any yeah. other time, oh, 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 so he, he's not familiar then. That's the beauty of a smartphone. You know, you can make it do stuff like that. Oh, yeah, you go talk from about uh, smartphones sometimes. He's doing uh, doing business for you, and you end up being his number one customer. Then he talks you into being uh, getting into YouTube, and then uh, <laughs> then like you said, you know what well, we've we've had dinner twice this week already. We went bowling. The family went bowling last night yeah. together. So, well, you know the the funny part is Chris is probably one of the first five people I told that I was going to do a YouTube channel. Really? In the first video yeah. I filmed. Uh, was actually hauling a dozer to one of his jobs. I didn't actually yeah. film the job. That was yeah. the very first video I ever filmed. Chris, and do Chris you remember the, when he first started? Yes, I'm cutting you off. Remember when he first started the hat with the GoPro bolted oh, to yeah. it? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I still got that. I'll tell you, they grow up so fast. <laughs> and the, uh, the little homemade bracket to hold a cell phone, he's stuck in the ground. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that one. I forgot about yeah, everybody's that. Got, everybody's got to start somewhere, man. Yeah, everybody's yeah. got to start somewhere. So, but, but yeah, I told Chris, I said, man, I think I'm going to try to start a YouTube channel. And he kind of laughed at me and then went to tell me how successful our mutual friend Wade was. And yeah, yeah. kind of told me good luck. And yeah. All right, it's, well, uh, it's been a wild ride. Yeah. Good ride. Slightly more supportive than Jenna. Well, I don't. I, I think he was more supportive because we weren't as good of friends there, and he didn't want to like straight up say screw the you or screw that. It ain't gonna work because he kind of needed me to do some excavating work. Yep, he was mindful but, of your feelings. Yeah, but as saying. time went on, he's like, uh oh, he might be onto something over there. But uh, I don't know where. I think you're getting pretty close on your uh, YouTube schedule here. Your next YouTuber two posting is. You hit a hundred thousand. Yeah, that is true. That is true. On exact same month, and you within a quarter of a mile of your first YouTube yeah, video. So, no kidding. Uh, yeah, yeah so, so I pointed that out. Yeah, he pointed that out. So <laughs> we were doing a job down by his house, uh -huh. and I hit a hundred thousand subscribers while I was filming that job, and it is literally right across the road from where I filmed my very first video. Very first video, right there in the same area. Yeah, like <laughs> okay. I mean, literally just on the other side of the road. Yeah, that's pretty cool. 
Yeah, Chris Chris texted me one day, and it was like three years to the day. Yeah, it was like right to the day. Yeah, it was like three years to the day, like right across the street from where I form, filmed my first video to the where I was filming my the video I had when yeah, I was getting hurt. It's getting ready to post probably. Yeah, it'll week. post uh, next week, actually. Next week, okay. So, so that was pretty cool. Kind of, kind of wild. So anyways, yeah, it's been cool over the last five or six years. Not only Chris, I mean, we've become good friends with the whole family. His brother, John, his yep. wife, Olivia. Uh, their two kids, our kids, all got along. Yep. Um, harass his uh, dad and oh, mom. Old dad can dish it out to you. Oh, yeah. I love picking on Pat. <laughs> I love picking on Pat. So At some point, we have to drop a load of corn on Mike. <laughs> we have to. My life will not be complete until we do that. So. Jason got to see that uh, bulldozer run over dad, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> he ran like such a girl. <laughs> oh, oh, man. That was in my, that's how he played football. I'm, I'm not sure if I agree with that. Yeah, uh... have to run him over. So. But no, it's been, it's, been, it's been cool. It's been a lot of fun. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. we, I mean, obviously we're both in business, but we'll pretty much both do anything we need to to help each yep. other out. So. So, with that being said, uh, I'm a little nervous about Chris's two-page notes. I'm not. I am. I'm not. (laughs) I guess we're just going to turn the podcast over to Chris, and we're just going to let him go. I don't have any pride, so whatever. (laughs) I'm a rookie at this, so you guys are going to have to walk me along here. (laughs) I've been told I'm good at cutting people off and redirecting. Yeah. Yeah. there you go. (laughs) Well, I fed off of uh, the podcast that um, you two did. Um, on goals, the two oh, podcasts yeah. ago. Mm-hmm. The goals and resolutions. Yep. I think so I was made. kind of watching it and then thinking back on the uh, the whole Points from Perfect podcast and the uh, Dirt Perfect YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. And, you know, everything's been uh, been rolling uphill really fast. You see all the positive. You know, there's not been any setback. You know, he met his goals early. Right. You know, so, and I know some of Mike's past stories, and he might cut me off before we get there, you know. But, oh, uh, just put your hand <laughs> over his mouth. Have you had failed goals or goals not met or speed bumps in life? Uh, well, the, yeah, the honest answer to that is absolutely yes. And uh, I would say that's probably one of the reasons why we shut down the construction business is because uh, we weren't getting where we wanted to be or where we thought we should be or yeah. we weren't attaining our goals. Um, so, yeah, we've definitely had goals or met goals and, and didn't meet the goals. And honestly, in the construction business, we kind of set goals three different times and missed our goals three different times. And it's kind of like, all right, maybe our new goal needs to be something else altogether. But with that being said, I'm the kind of guy like I make a decision and that's what it is. Like mm-hmm. I never second guess anything I do. It's it, I made the decision. It is what it is. We're going down a path, but don't work. We're going to make a decision, go a different way. We're not going to sit here and think about, we should have did something different two years ago. So even though I didn't meet the goals and even though I wouldn't consider the construction company a failure, yep. it wasn't as successful as we wanted it we want to, be. to be. Um, I don't know if I'd go back and change anything if I had the opportunity because there were still a lot of lessons learned there and a lot of good things come out of it. It just, the end result wasn't the goal. Does that make sense? But correct me if I'm wrong. Also the construction company was formed because a goal wasn't met also on your dirt work side. Well, 
Not yes and no. So I never had intentions of going into the construction business. Mm -hmm. It was always to be in the excavating business. We started that business in 2008 in the middle of a recession. I think we covered quite a bit of this on the podcast with Josh, didn't we, Jason? Yeah, it's episode uh, two and three, I think. So, So basically what happened was the excavating business was hard to... Uh, pay the bills because at that time I had no money for capital, mm-hmm. so I couldn't go out and spend a hundred thousand dollars on the track over this, that, and the other. So I had to look at alternate routes, and the alternate route ended up being construction because that's kind of what I was doing at the time. Mm-hmm. So then I had the opposite problem I had more work than I could handle, and I couldn't afford a guy like Josh. So we bring in Josh as a partner and started a company. So, um yeah, to answer your question, yes and no. Um, the construction company was kind of started because the excavating business, I think the excavating business would have been successful if I had the capital. Well, you can, oh, you yeah. can start a construction yeah. company a whole lot cheaper than you can start an okay. excavating company. But the construction company took off, yep. and I couldn't keep up with it, so that's where Josh came into play. And then it was a cat and mouse game for about 10 years there. So um, a little of both, I guess, okay. to answer your question. So, what advice would you have uh, if somebody don't meet their goal? Do you sit and ponder, and or do you just keep your wheel spinning and keep going? I guess. Well, I'm curious what Jason's input is on this. My, um, so if you don't meet your goal, the first question you need to ask yourself is why. Yeah. You know, and it could be simple. Your goal could have been set too high. Your goal could have been unrealistic. Uh, there could have been a global pandemic called COVID that interrupted your goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but not meeting your goal is not, I wouldn't necessarily look at that as a completely negative thing. I think not meeting your goal just need, needs to be taught as a learning experience of like, why didn't we meet our goal and what can we learn from it? And how can we reevaluate going forward? Mm-hmm. Do we not have the tools to meet the goal? Do we not have the uh, staff to meet the goal? Do we not have the sales team to meet the goal? Do we not have the capital to meet the goal? Or is our goal just unrealistic? I mean, there's so many inputs that are in some situations ain't controllable to a goal that maybe you come closer to meeting your goal than what you really realized. Um, so, yeah, I, I th- yeah, you just, you got to analyze what happened. I think you need to understand why you didn't meet that goal before you set a new goal or switch directions. Switch Does that direction. make sense? Yep. Yeah. What's your thoughts on that, Mr. Works a lot? Uh, am I supposed to come into my failure experience? <laughs> I um, tried to talk you out of your failure, but you wouldn't listen to me. I know. And, and you know what? I'm, <laughs> I, I got to be honest, though. I'm, I'm kind of happy I didn't. Um, and I, I, we'll well, get, we'll I, can, I can respect that. Yeah. Uh, so my biggest failure I would consider, which I've people have argued with me about this, but apparently it wasn't. But in my eyes, it was a failure. It was the trucking company. Um, we came out above water. It took being very creative to come out above water. We did get the truck out of it. Uh, but I think we grossed maybe 500 bucks, like, the whole time. Um, and it, it's kind of like Mike said. You make the decision at some point, and that's it. You know, for us, it was like, okay, well, if next month doesn't magically turn around and we start making gazillions of dollars, like, we're done. And next month was the same as it's been, and that was it. We were done. Made made phone calls, closed everything, closed the accounts, pulled everything out of it, and uh, then got creative, had to sell both trailers um, and all the equipment we had, basically. And 
to me, that was a failure. A lot of people say that it wasn't because you stayed above water, but it's not where we wanted to be. Well, I don't know if it was a failure, but you definitely did not meet your goals with that business. Correct. And that's why I personally consider it a failure because we had, I mean, on paper, and I, this was the lesson I learned and, and a lot of people are like, wow, you're an idiot. You didn't know that. But it took this for me to realize it, I guess, is that on paper and the real world are very, very different. On paper, (laughs) well, seriously, like on paper, that business, worst case scenario, was supposed to gross $125,000 a year. Reality, it grossed, I don't know, I think it was like 70 or something. I I think that is a huge, I think that is our huge, huge issue with our education. Yeah. Um, Education, that's not department, but... um, system education education system is everything is is theoretically in 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 this perfect world and we don't live in that right and that's what i think a lot of successful people uh are able to be successful and thrive as they're able to make good quick adjustments to what is going on problem solving problem solving yeah yeah Yeah. and and that comes from experience not education right and like when i say that I learned that the real world isn't on paper. Like, I know that. And I knew that. But this was putting it in front of me, and it backed me into a corner where it was like, okay, we could lose a crap load of money right now if we don't pivot and figure this out immediately. So Yeah, you know, just a, just a real-life example of that, like I've said time and time again, I am not very smart. I'm a complete idiot. I'm the first one to admit it's a complete idiot. Mm-hmm. But this complete idiot can fake my finances enough. I can I can talk a bank into give me a million dollars tomorrow because oh, I can yeah. put it on paper. Just I can fill all the columns in with just the right numbers, mm-hmm. and I'm a rich genius. In reality, I'm a poor idiot. Right. But it's that simple to I don't want to call it fake the system, manipulate the system. Mm-hmm. I guess is the best way to put it. Oh yeah. But you can cheat yourself at the same time. Right. Right. But but I, but on the backside of all that, you got to make sure in the real world <laughs> yeah. in reality right. that those numbers still work out but yeah. i mean the bank will they'll drown you if you yeah. let them yeah. oh yeah you know? and i mean in our situation the biggest thing that i looked past and i know you told me about this and i was like yeah 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 whatever it can't be this bad it can be um the fluctuation in um what would you call it bills i guess for us it was insurance so when we started, our insurance quote, I think, was $1,400 a month, all right? And that was because we were a new company, and it was to go down when we had two years, you know, in business without accident. Well, I think we did it for a total of 14 months, maybe. No accidents, no claims, no nothing. Not, still to this day, nothing on my license. And when we closed the business down, our insurance was $3,800 a month. So it almost tripled basically. And what that was from was the industry. So they were having all of these people running trucks and trailers illegally or or without proper licensure, without proper insurance, people getting sued, insurance companies getting sued, and everybody who was doing it legitimately had to pay the price. So in my business model, I had never in my wildest dreams figured that my insurance was going to triple, you know, especially with no fault of my own. So that was a a pretty good lesson right there for me that, all right, when I write another business plan, because I generally write them all down, I need to like 4X all of these bills 
And if it happens, I'm covered. But if it doesn't, great. I made more money, whatever, you know. Basically increase your cushion. Yes, because my cushion then was, I think, 40%. Uh, now it's going to be 400%. You know. Yeah, and that's one of those things that people have been in business for years tell you about, and you're like, eh. Oh, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> then, how could my insurance, because you told me some, I don't think you said insurance, but you'd said some bill. You know, like, what happens if it doubles? And I'm like, how could it double? Yeah. Found it. <laughs> been there, done that. So. Yeah. I, I see on the ag side, people don't put living expense in the cash flow. They can turn around and bite them oh yeah because spoiler you alert you gotta eat <laughs> well you know the other two big ones that'll get you most of the time is uh you know if you're highly leveraged and the interest rate changes mm-hmm. you know your, your payments can double yeah oh yeah um if you're burning a thousand gallon of fuel a day and it goes up 50 cents a gallon oh. yeah you're in trouble yep. i am very happy uh, that i'm not running truck right if now. you're let's just say you're running 100 trucks and five guys have a wreck in one week, mm-hmm. you're in trouble. And we, yeah. we so covered gotta a lot have, of that. you got to have safety nets in place for all that stuff. Right. Uh, or you're going to – if you run if you run on that razor's edge, eventually you're going to get cut or fall off. It's just yeah. it's just that that simple. So um, well, like I think we're getting a little bit off subject it. here. But, well, well uh, I mean, on subject. for me and, <laughs> you know, in 2010 uh, – I guess our goal wasn't met, and we were judging our goal off the checkbook. Mm-hmm. Um, we all sat down around the kitchen table. And and if, this, I, if I judge my goals off checkbooks, I don't think I've ever been a success. Amen to that. We was done farming. Uh, we put all of our equipment up for sale. We actually sold part of our equipment. Really? Uh, yes. So the longer that. I thought on it over the week and a half, I never could accept failure. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's where you just keep your wheels churning and keep your head turning. You know, don't get down on it right. and just keep digging in. Right. Well, I feel like it, at any point, and this goes back to the goals, if you don't meet it or if you're not going to meet it and it becomes apparent, you have two choices. You cry about it or you adjust and overcome. Yeah. There is no third option here. Well, I think we're missing a pretty important key to this, and I think Chris and his family is a good example of that, and I think Wade and his family is a good example of that. At uh, some point, you just dig damn hills in and go to work. Yeah. yeah. And, mm-hmm. and eventually, you'll see the light at the end of the tunnel. Like, um, so many people just want to roll over and look for a handout. Right. And, and they don't – I'm trying to see – I'm trying to think yeah. how I want to say this tactfully, but – if you like in Chris's situation and, and jump in here if I'm wrong, Chris, but in Chris's situation in uh, 2010, his his options were pretty bleak, and the only one that probably had the brightest light at the end of the tunnel was probably the path of the most work, which was just finding the way, yeah, working as many hours as you can, you know, finding every extra penny you can out of everything you do, and just perseverance i guess that's the word i'm looking for is just perseverance and grit right and you know the funny thing that sometimes i guess is our problem and maybe seeing longer weight i don't know but growth can cause failure mm-hmm. oh yeah i agree with that you know if you grow you know you would think growth would be success 
but almost if you grow too fast, the equipment it takes to yeah. keep going. If you're not prepared and, for the growth. Yes. Well, there's, there's two things that usually grow along with growth and that is debt and expenses. Yeah. And income is not a guaranteed. Right. <laughs> no, that's, and that's the ag industry right there. <laughs> and, and it's probably a little bit more volatile in the ag industry than what it is in some of these other industries, but it, it but it's the reality of it's still there. You know, we covered that a little bit in the podcast with Josh as well. It's kind of Simon Harris was one of the reasons we got out of it because it was so difficult to scale it prof, uh, profitably. Mm-hmm. You know, we could scale it, revenue go through the roof, but profit wouldn't follow. Right. So yeah. what's the what's the point of continuing to climb the uh, the ladder at that point? Yeah. Yeah. You're just doing it for for bragging but, rights almost. Yeah, but to uh, Chris's point and to Wade's point, um, I don't know. I don't know if it's fair to compare this to a, an addiction like alcoholism or something like that. But whenever you've been at the bottom and you're staring at bankruptcy or failure or, or major life changes and it's right there in your face i haven't been quite as close as what these guys have but i mean every year i've had not been the best either i've had to make some tough decisions mm-hmm. along the way that is to me and to him and to everybody else to us that's motivation oh yeah it's like no you're not backing me in this corner we're going to find a way to to work our way through this and i think that's where you separate the boys from the men yeah and going back to the, the school system, and I'm not going to harp on this too much, but we're raising people to look to somebody else to fix their problems. Right. That's like the entire, this generation coming out of high school right now, that is somehow what they all think. Oh, oh things are going bad. What do I do? <laughs> well, you know, you, you know, when we was back in the corner, we was dead last, you know. Nobody handed me a trophy. No. Like they hand out now, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Participation trophy. Participation trophy, you know. I forget. Yeah. I was just talking to get, a good friend of mine. I didn't today. get a free pass to go and collect $200 and do it again. You know, in our. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. In our eyes, failure is not an option just because we're willing to dig in and not let it be an option. Right. But But the schools teach failure is not an option because it's not really a thing. Right. Failure is failure is a real. I mean, it's it's a reality. It can happen. It does happen. It's 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 part of what makes the world go round. Unfortunately. So my buddy sent me this meme today. It's Charlie Brown and Peppermint Patty sitting under a tree, and it says, "What's happened to this younger generation, Charlie Brown?" And Charlie Brown says, "It all started with a bicycle with bicycle helmets 
and now it's everybody gets a trophy. Kids don't know what it's like to feel pain when they do something stupid, and stupid should hurt. And <laughs> I do. I agree with this, but I also said, you know, what I wrote, what I wrote back to him was, I'm not against helmets, but I do agree that stupid should hurt and losing should suck. <laughs> well, there needs to be consequences for actions. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's the, that's the biggest issue I see is that there is none. Yeah. So I, I guess my next question, Michael used the term bottom of the barrel. If you're at the bottom of the barrel, do you close that up around you? Or do you ask for help and then and uh, get a positive team around you? Oh, wow. Where can we go with this? I think that, uh, that depends heavily on the situation. I'm just glad I'm not a fish in this barrel. Is <laughs> <laughs> there water in the barrel? Yeah. Oh. Um, I mean, you're in a lot of things in life, you're only as good as the people you surround yourself with, whether that be friends or coworkers or vendors, um, stuff like that. I uh, da, 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 da. asking asking for help is definitely a good thing. Um, and sometimes asking for help can be just asking for advice. Yeah. Now, the flip side of that is, is um, my grandfather is probably one of the wealthiest guys in Southern Indiana. And I would never, ever probably ask him for money because I know the stipulations that would come along with it. <laughs> uh, so, no, when I say ask for help, I didn't mean ask for money, yeah, but, but for advice. Yeah, but as far guidance. as advice or guidance, I mean, even to this day, um, I still go to my stepdad, Barry, for business advice from time to time. Mm -hmm. um, heck, me and you bounce ideas yeah. off each other. Yep. Me and Wade bounce ideas off each other. I think it's that was that was one thing. There's a lot of things, but yeah. that is one thing that I really enjoyed about having Josh as a business partner. Is we had two totally different outlooks on business and and stuff like that. So it was always nice to bounce ideas off each other and compare notes a little bit. Um, Nobody can go through life alone. So you, you have to have help. You have to ask for help. But um, I'm going to call Wade out on this a little bit. You know, Wade sometimes takes advice and help from places that I don't know are the most beneficial to him. So um, I think whenever you ask for help, you need to be very strategic in making sure that person has your best interest in mind. That person has the experience to give you good advice about what you're asking for help for. And whenever you, so you can be confident in the, in the help you're getting and make sure it's not leading you farther down the wrong path. I see mm -hmm. a lot of people that uh, get led down the wrong path. They think they're getting help and they're still going the wrong direction. So mm -hmm. uh, I guess you just want to be a little bit, cautious about that i guess that goes yeah. back to surrounding yeah. with with good people does that make sense yeah i think you need to at least think it through all the way on your own first um i'm, I'm not saying you're going to figure it out by yourself you probably won't but if i'm going to come to you either one of you two and ask for advice i feel that it's my duty to be as well informed as i possibly can before i come take up your time and then right. say, hey, this is what's going on. What would you do? And also, when I do my own research and my own thinking through something, 
when you explain to me your opinion or give me your advice, I might understand it better now. You know, it, it's like the, the whole going back to the insurance and everything. Had I asked you more questions, maybe this would have actually come up in conversation. You know, I, I believe we talked about maintenance costs and fuel and everything like that. You know, which even if fuel doubled at the time, you're talking hundreds of dollars, not thousands of dollars. Um, but I was definitely underinformed when I came. And because I, I, I talked to you about this business, I talked to Wade about this business, I talked to Wade's parents about this business. Um, and I, if, you know, with, with time, it was clear that I did not know enough when I got into this business. Um, so I think before you go and, and start asking for other people's help, you, you really need to know what your problem is. You really need to try and see what you can figure out on your own. And you also need to know when to bypass that. If this is very time sensitive, it, the bank is coming to, to take the house tomorrow. I'm going to skip that part. Yeah, it's kind of irrelevant at that point. Yeah, things you are know, looking kind of grim. I'm not making profit week after week, but I've got $50,000 in fluff fund. I'm going to try to work this a little bit on my own. Right. But, you know, the, the other side of that is, is uh, it's impossible to explain some stuff to people. Some things you just have to experience to learn the hard way. Yep. That's why I said I'm glad I didn't talk to you about until you're blue in the face until well, that stereo actually ends up happening. You don't have a clue what I'm talking about. Exactly. That's my next quote I got here. <laughs> I promise <laughs> I'm not reading his notes. <laughs> you know, it's been 11 or 12 years since, you know, we almost went bankrupt, you know, but we, I still think about it and still learn from that day yet, you sure. know, sitting in a tractor 12 hours a day by yourself, you just run stuff to your head. So, you know, I wrote down here, I can accept failure, but I can't accept not trying. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, there are a couple things on that. You know, one of the reasons I enjoy being self-employed so much is I'm 100% control of my own destiny. I think I talked about this a little bit on the last podcast with uh, Matt from Diesel Creek. You know, he, he took the leap to go full-time YouTuber, and uh, I have a hard time taking that leap because I can't control YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they can flip the switch off tomorrow, and then then what do I do? Right. And I still do enjoy the excavating, but and I've had opportunities in my life to go to work for other people or do other things, and I can guarantee you I could have made a whole lot more money than I was making at the time. Uh, but I like the challenge of doing what I'm doing. I like being in control of my own destiny. I like putting the effort forward to uh, make it successful. And... Um, that's just kind of who I am. I mean, I, I think I'm a pretty driven person to succeed. You know, failures, it's a cliche, but failure is not an option. Like, we're going to find a way to make this work one way or the other. But to the flip side of Chris's point, I've seen this a lot with the Vlogger Wade and family. I remember that family back in the, um, I guess, early to mid-90s in their heyday. When they were making they money, were going they out. were rolling. I mean, they were rolling. And um, they were very smart with their money, but they were they were spending it. They were installing in-ground pools, and they were buying new vehicles, and they were spending millions of dollars on the mill. And uh, Wade thought, you know, he was crapping in high cotton in high school. And, and then uh, late 90s, 2000s, it crashed. Mm-hmm. And 
and that was about the time Wade was really starting to get involved with the yeah. business. I don't want to speak for Wade. I'm just kind of hitting some highlights here. But they they struggled. They had good years. They had bad years. But they struggled off and on for 12 or 15 years. I'd say in the last five to seven years, they, they're rolling again. They're mm-hmm. doing really good. But they're living completely different than what they did back then. You know what I mean? Wade's still yep. buying used vehicles, and they're putting Band-Aids on the pool, and, and, and they're treating that – they're treating that success right now completely different than the way they treated success back in the early nineties, mm-hmm. knowing that this may not last forever. This may come to an end. So how do we hedge our bet whenever things dry up, the things get crazy that we can weather that storm a whole lot better than we weathered that storm in the early two thousands, right. um, which was a hard lesson mm-hmm. learned through experience. And I'd say Chris has probably applied some of that to what yes. he does. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, back to our team, you know, we just tried to surround, go shopping and, and surround ourselves with the team and not, you know, a marketing, selling the grains, 50% of farming. Right. I don't have one marketer to lead me down the wrong path. You know, I've got three marketers, so I average them together, you know, because one person can lead you down that wrong path. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you just got to, you just got to hedge your bets, watch your debt. Um, now let me ask you a question as somebody who's been in the darker areas can you spot that on somebody else can can you see that coming for someone else before it happens no no I can't Um, in my industry some you You can spot it, but you don't know the extent of it. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Um. Th- those guys that um, that show up and they're g- I-, I don't want to call them fly by night, but they 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 come as they go as fast as they come. You get other guys that show up and they you they work for about two years and you and I'm like that's not sustainable. Mm-hmm. Like something's something's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think with farming, it's a little bit harder because these guys work so much with borrowed money. That and, and they're also depending on the elements too much. Yeah, there's there's more variables involved. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna say with ag, if they know they're in trouble, are gonna go out. They go out with a bang. I mean, right. they double up their last year. It looks like they're doing good, mm-hmm. and then they just. They're gone. You know, <laughs> Just kidding. They don't. Yeah, they don't wean <laughs> themselves out. You know, right. and slow down. It's all right. We're gonna do it. You know, and mm-hmm. it's like all or nothing. You just doubled your bet right here. You know, right. Everybody's uh, everybody's got a, a massive pride factor. You know what I mean? Nobody wants to be the guy that's struggling or not doing as good as the rest. So you you you're always selling a persona that it's. Of course, you know it's harder to get work too if people think you're going out of business. So you know if they don't let that, yeah. that work yeah. get out there. But I just ask because uh, I know somebody who's looking to start a business, and I've listened to the business plan, and I just don't agree with it. You know, I, I see a lot of writing on the wall that I should have seen when I had my issues. I mm-hmm. tried making these points known, and 
it's gonna, uh it's tough because you don't want to pop somebody's balloon but then again you don't want them to see them swimming in debt and yeah i don't want to make a decision to affect the rest of their lives i do not want to see these people fail i think they're good people i just think they're too naive with this um and I, i've offered my opinion they didn't ask for it so it wasn't received well uh, okay you know it is what it is but yeah. i seems to be so independent mm-hmm and for some reason, so competitive that uh, a lot of information don't get out. You know, I don't go to my neighbor and start talking stuff. I talk with, you know, Dirt Burke, you know. Right. Um, I'm, sometimes I feel like maybe I've got a niche that he don't know about or something, you know. So right. As far as industry to industry, you know, but uh, so. And, you know, that leads into my next comment, you know, and I put it on that last podcast is I try to change myself as, you know, I try not to compete with my competitors. I try to compete with who I was yesterday. Mm-hmm. I read that comment. I like that. Yeah. That, uh, I think that's, uh, that's a, it's a little different. Yeah. And I think that's a little bit of situational to some degree, mm-hmm. but I, we, I think we got to remember we live in kind of a unique spot in the country, to be honest with you. Like, for me personally, there's in the, here in the excavating business, I've got maybe three guys that do what I do. And I, I, actually, I, I'll rephrase that. There's nobody that does what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, there's other guys that build palms. There's other guys that do pads. There's other guys that do a little bit of this, that, and the other. But as far as the the variety of work and the quality of work we can do across a lot of different areas. There's, there's other people that specialize in certain things, but we cover a lot area and, and I feel like we did a pretty good job at it. But the other guys that also do the same work we do, I'm friends with. Right. And a lot of times if I ain't got time, I tell him to do it. Like there's, there's no uh, hostile bidding going on or, or anything like that. Like, we don't share all of our last details about every job, but um, if he gets a septic system, I'm happy for him. If I get a lake, he's happy for me. And there, there's more work than there are contractors. So I think it creates a completely different environment versus if you go to um, like Vandenberg County, mm-hmm. which is about an hour to the west of us, where there's more contractors than there is work. Mm-hmm. That's a whole different world down there. Yep. And whenever I show up down there to do a random one-off job, somebody asked me to, I feel like I'm, you know, walking the picket line down there or something. Like everybody's calling me in, everybody's looking at me like I'm, you know, the black sheep in the county and this, that, and the other. We don't have that here. Like in my little radius we work in, um, you know, Troy's got his customers, Matt's got his customers, I've got my customers. We we cross paths on some generic stuff here and there, but. Um, heck, I, I spent three years moving my competitors' bulldozers for him to his lakes and pond jobs. You know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. it, uh, uh, my other competitor, I've subbed him out for a lot of the ICF work now. Right. Um, I'm not sure what Lane does anymore. <laughs> no. Uh, so it, I, I, I think, I don't know if I got a full, I don't know if I got a good answer to that because of the um environment we work in um but with that being said to chris's point every time we do a job our goal is to do it better the next time and mm-hmm. better the next time and better, better the next yeah. time 
you know, how can I do it faster? How can I do it better? How can I do it cheaper? How can I give the customer a better result and a better experience? So, yeah, we probably compete with ourselves more than we compete with anybody else. I took the comment more not towards business but more personally. Um, and I took it to, I think, when we were talking about the social media and stuff, uh, is that everybody's got this problem with, in my opinion, everybody in the world is competing with other people who they think they are at least, or what other yep. people are showing that they are. Uh, and it, it goes even to YouTube. I mean, you're showing a half an hour of a half an hour's worth of an eight to 12 hour day. You know, you're, you're showing what you want to show. Um, right. So I, I, I kind of agree in the sense that you shouldn't be competing with anybody else, especially in today's world. You don't know, a, you don't know what's true. B, everything you're looking at for comparison has been cherry-picked by the other person without you even realizing it. And C, it doesn't matter. Um, you should be competing with yourself. You should be trying to better yourself. And by bettering yourself, you're kind of already going to be beating your competition anyway. At least that's right. my take on it. Right. Yeah, you need to be focused on moving yourself forward and nobody else. Yeah. Well, that's what I say. Some people say so busy worrying about what everybody else is doing mm -hmm. you lose track of where you're going and miss your goal yeah yeah well i mean i i've uh, i'm sure chris can speak to this i've personally seen in the farming industry that bob got a new combine so now john needs to go buy a new combine and now john's got one so fred yeah. can't be left out he's got to get a new oh, one yeah. and then and it's just or, or in my world you know so-and-so got a new excavator and so-and-so got a new Right. Those are so. What are you gonna do? Well, I'm gonna keep my debt low, and I'm gonna keep using the machines that are paid off and work just fine. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't need to look at me stuff. Yeah. Uh, and his know, is red, mine's my, green. Yeah. Look at my look at my fleet. There's nothing in there flashy at oh, all. That one twenty is pretty flashy. Well, that still hey. goes. <laughs> yeah, but that it's also one of the is pretty nice oldest looking pieces too. of equipment in the fleet. <laughs> so it, you know that'll get you in trouble in a hurry. Yeah. Absolutely. With, I guess you could call that competing with the Joneses. Yeah. Um, the only reason, the only reason I bought a new pickup truck is it was cheaper than used when I was looking at. Yep. Period. Mm -hmm. I'm about to wind down on my list here, Jason. <laughs> I've got two more things. I don't know how much time we got. Oh, so. we got time. We got plenty. Okay. Uh, me and uh, me and Mike's talked about this, and uh, and you've probably seen it. Boy, you down here visiting too, you know. So, but uh, don't get tied up in your goals or business. Friends and family is your greatest asset. Yeah, that's something I'm struggling with now. Actually, um, I've been working uh, 14, 15 hours Monday through Thursday. I'm doing 10 on Friday, so I only have Saturday and Sunday at this point. Yep. And it it sucks. Um, you know, we have we have an app that we use on our phone to share moments of our son uh, with the whole family. And like some of his first things, like him babbling for the first time or, or sitting up on his own, like I get to see them on my phone while I'm at work. And uh, that, it really sucks. I hate it. Um, you know, I, I'm doing it right now because I know there's an end in sight. We're working, yep. we're working towards a goal where hopefully my life can change for the better and I don't have to do it this way anymore. Yep. Um, and it goes back to something that Mike always says, which is short-term pain, long-term gain. Um, but I, you know, that it's definitely something that I've struggled with personally, uh, trying to balance 
work, businesses, and family. Uh, and I'm working on it now. All right, so I'm in deep thought over this question. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask Chris to repeat it. Is this like Jeopardy? Could you repeat the question? <laughs> repeat the question. I don't think you can get the question repeated in Jeopardy. That's not how that works. That's not how it works. No, it's Isn't written on the screen. Game, you got to read some, it. Some game show where you got you can ask that repeat it. I feel like that's who wants to be a millionaire. I think it's. I'm pretty sure it's in Jeopardy. Don't get tied up in your goals or business. Friends and family is your greatest asset. Oh boy. I gotta be careful how I talk here. I'm gonna <laughs> piss somebody off. Remember, Miss Jenna listens to the podcast. So you can choose your friends. You can't always choose your family. Oh God, you're dead. <laughs> Chris, will you be my new co-host when he's dead? <laughs> it's nice knowing you guys. No, I'm not saying this is a bad thing. Mm -hmm. But it's really convenient to go in business with your family or really convenient to do things with your family because they're family, right? They're always going to have your back. Mm-hmm. But um, that don't always mean it's the best case scenario because if you guys have a disagreement, guess what? You're still having Thanksgiving together. Are you speaking from experience? No, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just saying, you know. Well, so I'm 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 getting there. Um, I'm getting there, I guess. So I 100% agree that you. It goes back to you got to surround yourself with good people, whether it's friends. Our family, I guess, um, but with family, there's a whole nother layer of trickiness. I'm not saying family as a business. Just don't don't get tied up in your business that you forget your kids and, and right. why. So, you know, that's that's your so I got I your got, greatest asset to life. I guess I got, I got multiple layers to this. I'm getting there, yeah. Chris. Okay, so oh, he's, he's like being So if you're gonna go into business with your family Trent I mean I'm not this I'm not pushing any way away from that Chris and John and I mean they do it there's people in my family that are in business together it can be done it can be done successfully some of the greatest businesses in the country have been run by families but just go, don't go into it blind I mean make sure everybody's got their place and everybody's got a plan and keep in mind at the end of the day you're our family no matter what happens you're always going to be family so uh surround yourself with good people um, don't let jealousy get in the way. You know, I've, even with family or friends, a lot of times if one thinks one's putting more in than the other or one thinks somebody's getting more out of it than the other and jealousy kicks in and then stuff goes downhill really fast. Um, to Chris's last point, your family, no matter what's probably going to be your, your biggest cheerleaders, your biggest support system. They're going to be there in the good times. They're going to be there in the bad times. And your kids only grow up once. One of the driving factors to shutting down the construction business was my kids were getting old enough. I think at the time they were five and nine, you know, starting to get involved in school sports and school activities and stuff like that. I knew running two, basically three different businesses at the time, I was not going to have the time to make these sporting events, make these practices, travel, do all these things. And that was pretty important to me because I knew that these are the last two kids I'm going to have. And if I don't do it now, um, 
never ever going to be do, able to do it. And I'm not saying I make every ball game right now, but that is whenever I made that life decision to change, that was one of the reasons why I did it. And I'd probably make 85 or 90 percent of them now. Mm-hmm. The only ones I don't make is the ones I'm traveling out of town. I don't make all the family vacations just because I can't stand to go to Florida repeatedly, but I still make time to do stuff with with the kids. You know, that's one of the beautiful things here in the shop. I think that's uh, that's um, that's as important. You know, we got um, uh, um, mutual friend that spends a lot of time at work and not a lot of time with the kiddos, and um, yeah, I, I mean t- to be determined, but. Um, it'll be interesting to see how those relationships develop in the, in the future versus if it would have been different. I don't know. It may, may be perfectly fine. It may not, but, um, yeah, you have to, and I'm not the best at it. I'm, I'm not even gonna pretend like I'm the best at it, but, uh, you know, me and you were talking last night, wasn't it? Yeah. That, you know, the excavators don't have buddy seats in them. No. The bulldozers don't have a buddy seat in them. Um, the combine does the tractor does so uh, the family's with us most of yeah the time. it's it, it, for, farming is built around a little more friendly family than what the excavating oh, industry is that's not a buddy seat that's a trainer trainer seat, seat. oh yeah that's the proper term for it so we can train an operator training operators yeah, yeah i don't i don't have that option so in my line of work uh, that's a pilot seat by the way <laughs> I just, you know, my thing is, whenever I made the decision to shut down the um, construction business, I don't want to look back and have regrets. Mm-hmm. Like, I wish I would have spent more time. I wish I would have done this. I'm going to have regrets no matter what, because it's just the way life is. But I, I, I feel like I'm making decisions to um, limit those and, and put uh, more importance on the um, on the family. Mm-hmm. Um I know if Miss Jenna listens to this, she's going to disagree that I, she always thinks I should do more and she's probably right, but I do a lot more than what I used to. I can tell you that much. Right. You made a point there a minute, you know, and I think maybe part of what's wrong with this nation is we need more kitchen tables, you know, have us sit down. And less of, less of these, the yeah. cell phone at the kitchen table. Yeah. You know, like you said, we farm with, I farm with John and dad and, Boy, we can get in some arguments and knock down drag outs, but six o'clock, mom rings the supper bell. You all go to the table and eat supper and pretend like nothing ever happened. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Don't hold the grudge. Yeah. I've, you uh, know, I, I forgot where we were at. We were on vacation somewhere. I want to say it was Nashville. Walked into a restaurant, sat down and looked around and there was, I don't know, eight, ten tables within eyesight and uh, nobody was talking. Everybody was on talking phone. away on their phones back yep. and forth. And, you know, I remember being a kid, you went into a restaurant, it was so loud in there, you couldn't hardly hear because everybody was talking and communicating yeah. and going back and forth. And yeah, it's uh, it's almost like we're we don't even know how to have a relationship anymore. And it's a whole lot easier to pick up a cell phone and type something mean or hurtful or disrespectful than what it is to sit down by a kitchen table and tell him right yep. to his face yep. and i can type something in my phone that's not even meant to be mean or disrespectful and somebody can read it with their own tone on the other end and they're mad at you and you don't even know why <laughs> yep you know where if you're sitting around that kitchen table having that conversation to chris's point yep that wouldn't have ever festered into an issue i will say that when i was a kid and i mean we're living with my parents at this point while we're in between houses and we still 
sit down, kitchen table every night and have dinner together. We did that when I was a kid. Now, when I was a kid, we didn't have the TV on. Um, you know, where our kitchen is, there's a half wall to the family room. You can see the TV. And I, I would say up until I was a junior in high school, we, we never had the TV on. Um, we always just talked. And, I mean, I'm pretty guilty of the phone thing now. A lot of that is work, unfortunately. I'm getting home. If I make dinner nowadays, um, I'm still talking to my boss, going back and forth about a couple of machines we've got. But usually I do my best to keep my phone in my pocket. I like to be present. I like to be able to talk to my wife, talk to my parents, see my son. Um, and I think that's, that's really important, and I think you're right. A lot of people don't do that anymore. Even when I was growing up, I had a lot of friends that didn't do that. I went on a uh, trip up to uh, Wisconsin on a charter bus, and we several guys on there. And an older gentleman, he was out of uh, Seymour, Indiana area. And uh, he's got a basket at his door. If you walk in his house, all your cell phones go in that basket. Really? If you don't put your cell phone in there, he'll ask you to leave. <laughs> I was just thinking. No cell phones are allowed in his I bet house. he has nobody under 30 visit. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking about that, though, like thinking about how we're going to lay out this the new house. I, I want to kind of make it so the TV is not visible from the kitchen table. Yep. And I like yep. the idea of a basket for phones, at least for dinner time. Um, yeah. I, I think that's it's an important quality. Yeah, it's um, the. I mean, the reality of it is, whenever I was growing up as a kid, you heard your parents say time and time again how different the world was from whenever they were kids. Mm-hmm. Well, here I am raising kids, <laughs> and I'm <laughs> here thinking how Boy, different the world is whenever I was a kid. You know, uh, the original Nintendo was a big deal whenever I was a kid. Yeah. Now you got um, virtual reality. I mean, I remember, I remember the first bag cell phones. You know, mm-hmm. I, I you know, we had one. <laughs> if you wanted to talk to your friend on the phone, you got the remember the cordless phone that had the telescoping antenna out, and you went and held, <laughs> you know, hid in the closet. So I'm like, here you have a conversation. And then I remember having, I remember having landline phone numbers written down next to yeah, the phone. And then your little brother picks up the phone in the other room and eavesdrops on you and you yeah. don't know he's there, you know? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and it, you uh, remember, uh, you remember making a phone call to your friend and happening to say, oh, is Michael there? Yeah. You know? yeah. Asking, uh, and then and then you'd get the, uh, if, if you're calling a girl's house, so you'd have to get the, hope her dad don't answer the phone. Oh, yeah. And yep. It's her mom or something. Yeah. Or you would try to tell her, I'm calling at this time. You answer the phone. <laughs> yep. You answer the phone. Yep. I remember that. I remember the first giant cell phones. I remember car phones. Um, and then now I've got this damn computer in my pocket that just seems to yeah. aggravate me, yep. honestly. I remember whenever my brother got the first iPhone, I thought that was the stupidest thing ever. <laughs> and uh, watching okay. some YouTube video on his iPhone at dinner table of some guy snorkeling for a turtle or something yep look at you now oh no now look at me you know somebody's watching me at the dinner table yep. yeah. <laughs> probably everything in the world that is just right on the phone i mean it's, it's which, within which your fingertips is, which is as good as it is bad but it has to be used responsibly just like yes. anything else yep yep um well you mentioned uh at the patio last night we ate you don't get signal there. Yeah. I left my cell phone in the truck. You yeah. know, you, I mean, 
it's just different. The, the yeah. shop I'm in, there's absolutely no service. Yeah, a lot of farmer Christmas fields don't have service, so I'm stuck talking to myself. <laughs> yeah, that's all he has the radios. If you watch the video uh, he posted the other day, do you interrupt yourself? Do I? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. I have conversations with myself. We go back and forth quite a bit. Cut yourself off. <laughs> I don't even have service at home. That's why the iPad's over here uploading another video tonight while we're doing this. Yeah, really? he's still, the only reason we're doing this podcast is he needs free Wi-Fi. Hey, whatever. <laughs> I appreciate it at least. You hurry up and get moved down here, Jason. You'd be closer. I know. We're going to build a studio and everything. And, and yeah. I think we had talked briefly. I don't know if we talked about it on air or not, but you had mentioned you'd be interested in, in doing something like with the farming agricultural episode we did regularly. Uh, that, it'd, be, it'd be neat to do, yeah. Yeah. And I did actually just look and confirm that is our top in our top three. So our top three are Jerry at thirty thousand, Watch West work at seventeen thousand, and then Chris with agriculture at thirteen thousand. <laughs> so, a few more. I'll go to number two. Yeah, well, I think for that podcast, even though we were talking about farming, it a lot of what we talked about applies to so many different things. Yeah, across the board, mm-hmm. and I, I think one of the things that we can do good with our social media. Um, following or whatever is, is just help educate. There's a lot more that goes into the simplest things in life than what you realize. Yep. You know what I mean? Sure. And, and I mean, I guess to go a little bit extreme here, but if you shut down all the pop lines, your heat's going to go off. If you, yeah. you know, if you, if you outlaw all the coal without a plan, your lights are going to go off. So and your heat in your heat and you know there, there's a cause and effect to everything so i'm not against those things but let's make sure we got a proper plan in place before we yep before we go out and into the podcast with chris is you know all these prices they're going you know right now it's affecting chris because he's buying all these inputs mm-hmm. eventually that's going to affect you because you're buying what he's selling yeah and, how do people not understand that Right, yeah, right. You know, it's even you know, just going to the going to the gas pump and looking at the price of diesel fuel. What moves most of the goods in this country? Diesel, diesel fuel engines and trucks. Yes, yep. like, come on. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I I I need to find a picture of this meme. I don't even have it on my phone anymore, but I still say it's one of the best memes out there. And it's the girl that takes a picture from her car of the, of the farmer harvesting corn, saying, "I don't yeah. know why he's going through all that trouble. He can just go to Kroger and get it." Right. But that explains the disconnect in this world that people just don't realize. <laughs> um, people just don't, re- and, that, and that can be applied to so many different things, but people just don't realize what goes into making sure there is corn on that shelf. I've just seen a TikTok today. <laughs> a guy drank strawberry milk because he's vegan. It <laughs> <laughs> don't come from a cow. <laughs> Are you serious? Yes, oh, this God. guy is serious he can be. If you see it again, send it to me. I've got oh, a couple friends I need to see goodness. it. <laughs> well, I always said if I ever get cows, I'm only going to get the brown ones because I like chocolate milk. That yeah. like. Yep, that is true. Uh, to go back on that. Uh, and I'm going to get the cows that live on hillsides because I like my ground beef lean. <laughs> <laughs> go back on that podcast I did earlier with you guys. Uh, CF Industries, which is a nitrogen manufacturer in the United States mm-hmm. did lobby and succeed to get a anti-dumping tariff on uh, imported nitrogen coming in the U.S. So now our nitrogen price just skyrocketed again on top of 
high price in my region. Wonderful. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, but people that um, people that are possibly making that decisions have no idea what the effect of that decision will be on the economy because they don't want to think that far down. They can't yep. see past the end of their nose. Yep. They're worried about getting reelected in six months and not about whether their cousin's going to be able to afford to eat in six months. Yep. Is, is what it comes is what it comes down to. I don't oh. know how we change that mentality. I don't know what the answer is. And I hate complaining yeah. about stuff I don't have answers to, but we have got to start thinking a little more long-term. Have you ever seen the one that's, um, hold on. Let me keep talking. Let me find it. I don't want to butcher it. <laughs> I just, after that podcast, me and Jason have been sending some pictures back and forth. And it's just, yeah. Unbelievable the pictures you're sending me from the grocery stores up there by you. Oh, they're shelves. bare. Shelves are bare. And actually, there was an article. There was an article in the paper this uh, two days ago, right? Yeah, Friday. Friday's paper, um, saying that there's no shortages and you have plenty of options when you go to the grocery store. And I'm like, are you? I just got back from there. The shelves are bare. Empty. Well, I also think it's very interesting. Um, Jason right now currently lives in a very heavily metropolitan area. Yeah. We live in a very, very, very rural area. Bright and I almost feel like there's two Americans right now. Like there's the... There's three because you're forgetting the cities. Well, I, I would consider that. Well, what's the three then? It would be the, the city, which is very densely populated. And then there's the suburbs, which is like where I am. Yeah. And then okay. there's rural. And then there's probably even you could argue the country almost. But I feel like to some extent, and I don't know if this is the best way to describe it is I feel like rural America is trying to help the cities and they're just like, keep smacking our hand. Like you guys, you guys are stupid. Just stay out there in the sticks where you're at. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. Why do they keep moving out here then? Well, the smart ones do. Oh, okay. <laughs> truly. No, that truly, that's exactly what it is. Uh, but I, there's the perception of reality in a city of what rural life really is, is so wrong. Is, yeah. is that a fair statement? Come again? The perception of the reality of life in rural America by a city individual, I'm not going to categorize them all there. Yeah. It's so wrong. Like they, they just think we're out here destroying the earth and, oh, yeah. and, and running wild and doing and, you whatever know, we want. And, you, and in reality, everything we do is to help support them. And if you really want to. You want to dissect this situation here. If you have your stereotypical city person and your stereotypical country person talking, and you're right, the stereotypical city person is going to sit here and say, you're ruining the environment. Who has more trees? Out of curiosity, of the two people on their their property, quote-unquote, because generally speaking, the person who lives in the city, their property is... Four or five hundred square foot concrete wall, yeah, concrete building, but the just say the general vicinity of their house or where they live. Who has more trees? Because when I went to, to elementary school in science class, I learned that trees take carbon dioxide that people breathe and turn it into oxygen that people need. Here's another fun fact: trees have a life expectancy, and they get less efficient with age, so they yes. also need to be cut down and new ones planted. Right. Which makes them a renewable resource. Yes. But who has more? Well, I mean, I've got probably uh, thirty or 40000 just on the property I own. Yeah. 
Oh, generally speaking, the people in the city, they may have one or two on the sidewalk, which have like these wrought iron fences around and they're adorable. Um, so and they are, they are shrubs compared to our trees. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you can, you can see the top of it. Like it, it's not a, you're right. It's not a tree, but to them it is. And it don't crush their dreams, but I mean, like, that is at its core, the thing that cleans the air you breathe so that you can breathe it again. You don't have any, this guy's got a lot and you're saying he's bad for the environment. Why? You also got to point out that uh, on my ground or my land, I'm growing stuff that helps feed you, put fuel in your vehicle, create electricity, and is in countless ingredients and things you use from lip balm to makeup to leather to et cetera. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Right. And then if you want to try to have an argument with somebody, say like Chris, good luck, um, somebody who knows what goes into even the ground to just be able to thrive and produce more things that are required for you to live your life. I love how they uh, get so mad at us to put these chemicals in the ground, but yet they throw all their trash on the ground. Oh God. Have you seen the picture circulating in California with the train tracks? The train tracks. Yeah. Over, yeah. Oh I mean, man. They put arms in recycle bins around here. I mean, do you? Yeah, Why? of course we do. Doesn't the wind, the wind just takes care of them. No, no, sir. We were responsible. Are you I've sure? seen this uh, study here. It's November 21st. And I snapped the picture of it, but, uh, According to Michigan State, an acre of corn will sequester 36,000 pounds of carbon per acre. Hmm. An acre of grass sequesters 920 pounds of carbon. What about concrete? Well, <laughs> they're saying so an acre of solar panels where corn used to grow <laughs> has a net loss of 35,000 pounds of carbon an acre. No kidding. So where's global warming? How about a parking lot? Do what? How about a parking lot? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but it's yeah, a banana bread, so it's a little be... bit off subject here. The point is Hold on, I got a meme. Do you right. see that? I can't see it. You're too small. Oh well, that's rude. Well the people at home <laughs> the people watching this can probably see this and it's four pictures. It says hard times create strong men. Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men, and weak men create hard times. And I'm going to sit here and say, you are here. Somewhere in between, good times create weak men, and weak men create hard times. And that goes back to your situation of how do we fix this. I think it's going to take time, and unfortunately it's going to take raising a better generation to replace the one that we have now. Well, you know, part of the problem is the generations now is they haven't suffered hard times like our grandparents exactly. have, to your point. Yeah. Yep. Um, I mean, the 2008 depression is probably the worst thing I lived through. I, I, I guess that or September 11th. Yeah, and honestly, but, I mean, aside from being a tragedy, how bad were they? Well, right. It didn't affect our economy quite like they thought it was going to, fortunately. I mean, it, yeah. was, it was obviously a, a tragedy, but... Yeah, I mean, I guess the country's no different than uh, Chris or Wade, you know, in 2010, staring down bankruptcy. I mean, at some point, this country's going to have to get to the point to where... You got to hit rock bottom so you can start... Yeah, we're going to have to make some really tough yeah. decisions and, and move forward. And yeah. I, I, 
I would like to think we're smart enough to correct course before we get there, but I'm 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 losing hope. I just and I, that's not me being negative or anything. I just don't think that that's a possibility. I think you absolutely have to hit rock bottom. Yeah, and and just to go back to the city people, I don't want it to sound like we're picking on these people, and I don't want to categorize them all as in one. But I wish they would take the time to educate themselves a little bit because a lot of times the they band together and they have these arguments about rural America and they are so ridiculously false. It's not even, well, let me see. This is where I can, I firsthand see this. Uh, I have people. Yeah. You, you live in a whole lot more than we do. Yes. And I have people in my family who are this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not, um, I don't know if anyone's noticed that or not, but I'm, I don't think that way. Uh, and I'm actually, I'm currently reading a book. Um, I'll send you a copy of it if you get a chance. Maybe maybe we'll talk about it on here. But um, so these people that you're talking about and you want them to educate themselves, why would they? They think they're educated. They have, they have been told by educational institutions that they are educated. They have paperwork that says they're educated. They have paperwork that says they're more educated than you are. So if... If you are, if you took the time to go through schooling to learn about whatever, a pen, okay, Bic pens, right? And somebody came up and said, well, you don't know what you're talking about, about Bic pens. You need to learn about Bic pens. You'd sit there and hand them their, your piece of paper and say, I already went to school. What, what are you talking about? Well, this guy's been making Bic pens for 45 years. He probably knows more than you realistically because of his experience, but he doesn't have that piece of paper. And that is where I think we have this problem with society is you have all of these institutional educational situ or what educational institutions handing out diplomas, handing out master's degrees and doctorate degrees to people on and I'm not picking on somebody, but on fields of gender studies. Like, really? That this is what we're going to be we've we've gotten ourselves into a time period where things are so great that we can go to school for hundreds of thousands of dollars to learn about how to study gender. Well, I think this goes all the way back to the very beginning of this podcast where we talked about teaching a perfect reality that don't exist. Right. You know, and until you in what we hit on with you in business is experience trumps everything. Absolutely. And that's that's why I say as a nation, not to be negative, not to be political, none of that crap. We have to hit rock bottom. And it's going to take time. And it's, unfortunately, I don't have much hope in my generation doing it. But I, what I do have hope in is that I see a lot of people in my generation realizing the problem, seeing the problem, admitting to the problem. And I'm hoping that they can instill the qualities in their children, as I'm going to try to do with mine, as, you got, or as uh, Mike is doing with his. I hope that that generation can start to fix the problem. Um, yeah, I think this... Um... I don't want to say it's a good thing with this pandemic because there's nothing about this pandemic is good, but I think it has opened a lot of people's eyes to a lot of things Yes. and forced them to look at it from a little bit different perspective. And it's a reminder of how fast the world can actually change. There is uh, a saying, and I believe it's in the special forces doctrine. Uh, somebody in the comments will correct me if I'm wrong. I'm sure. Tell me where it came from. If you know, I don't, I'm not claiming to know. Uh, the world is seven days from collapsing at any point in time. 
because by day three, when you don't have water, is when people will start going nuts to do whatever it takes to get water. So I think the pandemic was just a little bit of a window into that seven-day scenario. Yeah, I, I, you know, the, the pandemic was an eye-opener to a lot of people. And obviously, we're as we're recording this, we're I like to think we're on the back end of it, but we're still technically in the in the pandemic. So mm-hmm. um, I hope people uh, take notes from that and um, yeah, um, and study it and make wise decisions going forward. Or otherwise, we're going to be. I mean, as of now, I haven't I haven't seen anyone selling toilet paper out of the back of their Mercedes. <laughs> well, but, you know, one thing that's really aggravating to me is we always want to point our finger at the red or the blue. No, it's not and that. In it, fact, it, if, yeah, don't, <laughs> yeah, that's that's the most cop out argument ever. Yeah. Uh, I don't care if you're a, a, a red politician or a blue politician. Whoever you elect needs to start making some wiser decisions. Now this goes back. Be in trouble. This goes back to the point I made like 20 minutes ago. It's the people who have been raised and trained and educated to go. Wow, this is really screwed up. What do I do now? <laughs> That's where we are. Well, or or you get the people that your parents always voted one way, so you continue to vote the same way, no matter what the candidate says. Right. That'll get you in trouble too. It will. Oh, no. I see too, you know, our our government at Washington DC fifty years ago when they traveled up there to make policy, mm-hmm. they stayed there. They lived there. Mm-hmm. No matter which side of the aisle you was on, when the ship was over, their kids played on the same ball team. Right. Basically they was at the supper table together. Right. They worked, they argued, they went to the supper table. Now they got cell phones, planes. Yeah. Yep. They go, they sit there, fight and argue and go home and leave. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't, and they don't have the inner social after work. Hence why nothing ever gets accomplished. Yeah. And if we're going to be honest about it, let's go 90, 92% of them have no touch in reality. I mean, we watched the, uh, the beginning of the pandemic. Uh, what's her name? Pelosi talking about how just stay in your house. I'm staying in my house. I'm eating ice cream as she opens up the freezer on her 30 or $35,000 commercial refrigerator freezer combo opens the freezer up and shows you it's completely stocked with these quarts of ice cream that are $12 a quart. How many people can do that? How many people live that lifestyle? Not this poor guy from Indiana. I'm yeah. still, I'm still using the refrigerator we got as a wedding gift. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Hoping it keeps going. <laughs> yeah, like, like, but how out of touch yeah, with reality? How to replace this thing? Yeah. Uh, just... I know when you know, mom and dad got married in '77. Mm-hmm. You know, they couldn't even get a loan to buy a house. You know, mm-hmm. they they had to. You know, grandpa and grandma bought the house, already owned the house, just let them live in it, you know. Right. They had to budget gas money first out of paycheck. Yeah. To get to work, and then they could buy whatever else after that. Mm-hmm. I then go through the 80s with 27% interest, you know, so you didn't buy nothing then. So. Right. So, yeah, it's times have changed. Yeah, sure. I um, I don't know what the answer yeah. is. I, I wish they'd, I wish I do. I wish I did. I don't, you know. All I can do is uh, do my best I can to control my world. And then Chris is actively involved with the Farm Bureau and things as far as lobbying for policies and stuff. I'm 
very, very active in my community as far as pushing stuff forward. And um, I, I, I urge people to get involved. Don't be the person standing on the corner hollering or screaming. Like, there is a if, proper you're about, if you're serious about it, get involved because the people who actually get stuff done are not usually the ones walking up and down the street making a scene. No. Um, and I, so, I, I would like to think, and maybe I'm completely wrong, but I would like, let me, I would like to hope that conversations like this on a platform like this that's been growing well for the last couple weeks, I think will help. Um, I'm not going to sit here and blame one side or the other. I, truthfully, I think they both suck. Um, and I think if, if somebody sits here and believes that their side is completely 100% right, the other side is 100% wrong, I think you're an idiot. Um, yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, and I think that somebody who who wants to sit here and say, we need to get rid of this side so that this, that side can fix the problem, you're an idiot. Like, there is no looking to the other quote-unquote team to fix everything. You need to be willing to, to put in the effort yourself. Get your own hands dirty. Start talking to people respectfully. Like, if you can't have a respectful conversation, if you just want to yell at other people because they don't see the world the way that you do, you're part of the problem. Well, wow. I, I think I think part of the problem is 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 we can't even agree on what the problem is. Yeah, and we and we argue about some of the stuff that don't really matter at all. Absolutely, like we need to go back to basics and focus on the big issues like the national deficit, mm-hmm. our defense, our borders, yeah, um, social security. I mean, big ticket items. Let's forget about all the little piddly stuff because if we don't if we don't do if we don't have a country to protect. What's all this for? If you don't focus on the big issues, they're going to force your hand. Right. It's like your car. If you ignore the noise that it's making for so long, eventually you're not going to have a choice anymore. But, (laughs) you know, know, yeah, I can go to Indy. You know, sessions going on right now at the Indiana General Assembly. Mm -hmm. I can sit down with any of our representatives have a decent conversation with them, get their side of the story, tell my side of the story. And you know, that's what I can do. Just tell my side of the story. Right. But in exchange, you know, I've got the majority of their cell phone numbers. I can call them at any point in time Mm -hmm. because they trust me with it. You know, I'm not the one on the street hollering, carrying on and throwing a fit, you know? Right. You probably don't call them in the middle of dinner. Yeah, but they also know if you call, it's probably important. Yes. Yeah. Because you're not calling because your neighbor's cat crossed the property line yep. and, you know, had something to do with the Nordens. But into that point, you know, what Chris is lobbying for and what I'm lobbying for a lot of times, a lot of things, a lot of times I don't have anything personal to gain from it. It's it's for stuff that's going to probably affect my kids more than it's going to affect me, to be honest with you. Right. Um, and it's for, it's the big picture of the state or the country or, the economy yeah. mm-hmm. uh, not some short-term gain um, is, is the ultimate you know so so some people get highly passionately involved but it's only for a personal right um, a personal um, what I want to say your gain I guess would be the best way to put no, you're, it so, you're right I guess uh, you know I invited myself on here no, you're, <laughs> you're, you're welcome anytime <laughs> yeah one of the things I want to go, you know, show here is is Jason touched top, you know, briefly on it. What you see on 
any YouTube or, or whatever. You know, it's just a brief clip of what goes on. It's all, yeah. most of it's cherry rosy success, meeting mm-hmm. goals and moving on. We, you know, you, you don't see the true life speed bumps. It's not all real life. Yeah, is that good? Yeah. I mean, at some point our YouTube channels are like my YouTube channel. I consider it more, entertainment than I would educational or anything else. Mm-hmm. So you got to kind of keep it upbeat to keep people engaged to it. But, mm-hmm. you know, we do still show our failures on there. And um, I would say my YouTube channel is probably a little bit of a exception to the rule. Most of them don't take off and grow quite as fast as yeah. mine. But go search some of these smaller channels and, and, and the struggle is real. You know what I mean? Like the reality of it is, is there. Uh, I mean, Jason, your YouTube channel is, you've been doing YouTube longer than me with a completely different result. Yeah. I mean, um, even when I was actively doing it, I, I didn't grow like you did. Um, I've learned a lot watching your success. Um, I have 7,800 subscribers right now and I haven't put a video up for 11 months. Realistically. Is Chris they, ahead of you? I, I passed them. Yeah. Chris passed you. Did you? Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> It's not an accomplishment, but congratulations nonetheless. I'm just a little over 7,900 right now. So. Are you? Guys, subscribe yes, to I just, you know, Even though you think business is supposed to be a success, life's supposed to be a success, and you have a stumble or a speed bump, don't get down on yourself. No. Just don't think negative, you know, and just keep digging. So and, many people, whether it be business or anything else, they hit the first little obstacle and they just fold. They fold, yeah. and for for the successful people, that's just motivation. Yes, it, yep. it just keeps driving you forward, and um, and propelling you forward, and it makes you stronger for dealing with yep. that next problem that much that much quicker. But yeah, there's two sides of the story, and I'm just wanting to cover the other side of the story on this podcast here. Mm-hmm. So, well, guys, I guess we probably need to wrap this one up. Thank Chris for coming in, and yeah. Putting his two cents in, he's he's always welcome. Absolutely. He felt bad for inviting himself. We're like, well, we kind of need a guest, so we'll get on down here. <laughs> Little did he know, he's on the schedule. <laughs> oh boy! So I uh, I'm getting ready to leave on a trip to uh, Florida. I'm hoping to uh, catch a few guys while we're down there. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, uh, I think Hank from Hamilton Mill Farms is on the radar. Clint from CNC Equipment's on the radar, and. Um, if I can, if I can talk him into it, I may have a different co-host. You may get replaced for a few. That's few fine. He's uh, slightly better looking than I am, anyway. Some guy named Chris. Let's dig eighteen. I don't, I don't know. I haven't got him to commit to being my Who's co-host. That? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but a lot of people tell Mike in the comments he needs to watch him. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I haven't quite got him to committed to being my co-host yet, but hopefully, uh, hopefully right. he'll come through. Right. Well, so. I'm gonna put this out here when we're when we're done uploading all of those. I've been brewing an idea for an episode, and I'd like to get Chris, and I'd like to get Wade to sit down with us. Good luck with that. Yeah. Well, Squirrel. If we, <laughs> yeah. If we can't get Wade, it's okay. Um, and I'm, I'm going to actually put the topic out here, because I'd like people in the comments to, to kind of give their input as well, if they're still watching now. Um, I would like to make a show on what makes you get out of bed every morning. The mornings when well, you really don't want to get up, you know. What do you do? Don't answer. Alarm clock. <laughs> you shut your mouth. All right, so we won't have Mike on the show. Don't go fight a flaming pile of poo. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just 
let it, you know, let the people think about it. Let you guys think about it. I'm giving you the heads up. Usually I don't give Mike a heads up with the topic. Um, yeah. Usually it, it, he would joke about it, but it legitimately is. I have a show note written nine times out of 10. We sit down and Mike has no idea. Um, Very it, unprepared. Yeah. A lot of people don't believe that, but that is the truth. <laughs> That's what makes it real. Yeah. Actually, I, you didn't. I don't think Chris knew the last time we we sat down and talked. What were no, he was, he was actually worried about it. Yeah. I got a 15 minute notice. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. We told you as you were driving over. I mean, that's yeah. That's how we do it, though. So this is a little different. You'll have time to prepare. And the other people in, that watch us regularly in the comments that are probably still watching, they'll have time to put in any input or opinions or questions that they want answered. Yeah, but uh, I think um, we'll probably try to keep the uh, podcast going through. What do you think? April, Mayish? Probably. Um, I am going to be out there sometime after you get back. Uh, hopefully this weekend or this week, I'll find out what date that is. And um, I'd like to sit down and, and record some more. Last time we got cut short, unfortunately, I, I lost, a, right. lost a dog. But, um, you know, next time, hopefully yeah. we won't get cut short. So long story short, long story short, again, if you guys got any ideas uh, for podcasts, definitely let us know. We'll try to get as many as we can before the season wraps up because summer gets busy and crazy, and then we'll pick it back up in the fall. So yeah. Oh, and there's an email on the uh, a few points from Perfect for you. Okay. I don't know if I told you that or not. <laughs> yeah, people do email that. <laughs> a few points from Perfect at Yahoo.com. All right, guys. Well, thanks for watching. Appreciate it. Thanks for Farmer Chris for yep. in. Yep. And uh, we'll catch you guys on the next one. Sounds good. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.